All right, this is Mud and Chrome, an Altered Carbon podcast. I am Van Velding, and today I'm watching episode five, The Wrong Man. Three, two, one. So, I'm sorry. Last time on Altered Carbon, Kovacs escaped. All right, now you're up to speed. Congratulations, you're all doing fine. Um, right, so... My disappointment with this series is increasing at an increasing pace. Props to this episode, it distinguishes itself by having things happen. It takes our mystery story, which admittedly, this show is only nominally committed to, and it turns it into a revenge story, so that's fun. I gotta be honest, I'm realizing that she is like the, um... Mary Lou Hinchy here. She is like the dead girl from um, Twin Peaks, right? Whatever her name was. And she's like, her mystery is apparently key to all of this. Her murder, murder story. Um, I don't care. So we get, this is a flashback, which is a good fake out because we go right to, you know, Kovacs' body yelling at people. Um, and he's doing the same drugs that Comax is doing. It's like he's going to interrogate this SeaTac guy in a warehouse. This guy doesn't seem like a badass. He just seems like a government worker. So I thought SeaTac were like the elite dudes and he's just an air traffic controller. So Mary Lou Hinchy was apparently a childhood friend of Kovacs's sleeve. Uh, but his sleeve, I forget the dude's name, like Dick. So Dick here is um, is apparently a dirty cop who's seen too much. He's doing drugs and abducting government employees and interrogating them in warehouses. What is this, Chicago? Was that, was that what happened where Chicago would like spirit people away to a warehouse? Chicago police and then just interrogate them? Anyway... Um, I think the coolest thing about this scene is how this is the scene where I remembered that um, these notes are from the previous episode. Oh, his name's Riker. We're going to keep calling him Dick, though, okay? Dick is the name of the guy who has a nice body, was um, pumping Ortega, and then who, what, committed a crime, maybe, and he was put on ice. Don't worry, most of this episode, we knew a lot of that going in, but this episode is going to reassert that. And it's also going to add um, Kovacs here, our main character, who's in Dick right now, to um, join the list of people who are pumping Ortega with that body. So I don't know where Riker is. I mean, fuck this guy. So um, the real shame is that I did research for this. I have no idea where those notes went. But um, so yeah, so he's going to murder the cop or the air traffic controller and uh, Ortega stops him because he's a cop on the edge. And of course, you know, true to her word, in like from a dumb conversation two episodes ago, if he ever goes too far, she stop him. Because she's way edgier. I don't know. So, uh, I guess we're supposed to have empathy for this guy even though we don't know him. And he's apparently got like a lot of like combat kims, neuro kims they call them, and bullshit like that. Combat reflexes. Ah, they got all that shit. 
So apparently he's he's obviously not as dangerous as, as Kovacs is, but he's still kind of a badass who completely nuts. He completely nuts. It'd be interesting if they could explore the possible psychological side effects of putting all that stuff into a person's body. But, um, nah, I don't care. Okay, he's just, he's just on the edge because his good friend died. Doesn't that happen? Fucking everyone. They're a cop and a good friend of theirs gets thrown off a tower from whatever. The most charming thing about this scene, the most charisma in the room is that Russian mobster's head in an ice bucket. So, um... Anyway, uh, so uh, we're, we're going back to this Bancroft killed himself thing. I think his next step is just going to be investigating Bancroft some more, which admittedly Bancroft is a bit annoyed at, and I think that's reasonable. So, again, legitimate mystery to why one Russian thinks that Kovacs is Dick and the other one thinks Kovacs is Kovacs. So apparently this guy... Again, I want, to, I want to make this point incredibly clear. If these Russians hadn't tried to kill Kovacs, Kovacs would have zero leads for this case. This is a classic case where the villains fucking would have gotten away with it. If they didn't estimate at the hero... Oh, I'm sorry. Poe and Ellie in the morning. I, I do hate this plotline where Elliot is determined to fuck up his daughter's therapy. Like, whatever. But Poe's amazing. Poe is precious. Quit, quit interacting with Kovacs. You don't need to... It doesn't matter. Nothing to do with you. Um... Right, so the villains think that Kovacs is going to be competent at this, and he's really not. And if they had just, you know, waited, then they, they'd have been home free. Like, their plan would have succeeded. Like, we know Kovacs kills it, whatever their plan is. You know, we got five more episodes, and in those five episodes, he's going to murder the shit out of their plan. It's going to suck. You know, I think this is a gritty enough future and she's a badass enough cop that she can just carry that head out. You know? It's fine. Walk into the station. Let let the street let the street cops know what you're about. You know? I say just take it. Take it or take it. You you need to hide it. It's a disembodied head of a Russian assassin. Fucking loft it around with the whole suitcase full of big dick energy. Just go with it, man. Whatever. Boring Ortega. Everyone's more interesting than you. Like, you're not the edgiest person. You're not the best cop. You're not the the most emblematic of this stupid um, dystopia. Can you not just, like, call ahead? Can you not just be like, hey, I'm coming. So, but eh, it's good to occasionally reinforce that Kovacs is a badass. So here we have um, the scene where the, the detective is offered to quit. And I don't hate it because it's just a trope. Like, it's what happens, right? Um, 
I, uh, <laughs> I think we mentioned that it's been like two days here. Um, which seems nuts. Oh, no, 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 no. He was in Sim for two days. That's how long he's been gone. So everyone's like, mm, whatever. So I'm surprised Bancroft didn't look for him. I'm surprised Bancroft didn't find like a lesser terrorist and put him in like a different cop's body and just be like, I lost the previous terrorist I put into a cop's body. I need you to find the terrorist in the cop's body. Terrorist in a cop's body. That would be, that'd be a fun, fun TV show. Terrorist in a cop's body. I mean, that's what we're watching, but like the next level where it's just like some other, I don't know, one of the guys that blew up a bomb wrong inside of like, I don't know, um, a meter maid's body. I think that would be a cool one. Anyway. That's still supposed to be like a bloody stain because it's really small from back here. I, oh, yeah, I completely forgot. This this episode's theme is supposed to be truth. Um, and so she or she is selling that Bancroft killed himself line because he's weak. And then offering him an orgy island full of Fox News anchors. I'm not, I'm not super into that. I don't see the hook. It's like, yeah, it's an orgy. Like, I don't know, like, there's only so many combinations of, of orifices that you can put together before you're like, okay, it's been a year. I feel like my orifices would be orificed up. You know what I mean? I feel like I'd be good. I'd be like, do you guys play badminton? Like, naked badminton? No, I just want regular badminton at some point. So... So she's like super afraid of Bancroft, and he is kind of a dick. Um, I don't believe in punishment; I believe in reward. What a weird lady! So yeah, here's here's the actual deal. I don't even know what those preliminaries were before. I think this episode remembered that it had a theme, and so it said, "Oh yeah, truth, 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 lies, lies, truth, truth, lies." Bancroft killed himself. So. It's interesting. I don't even know where our mystery is by the end of this episode. I'll be honest with you. This thing goes so many places. And not all of them are well... Um, well drawn. Not, not well focused in terms of the things that we learn later. Uh, certainly stuff happens. But I feel like in the midst of the episode... And again, maybe, maybe I just lost focus. I'm just like... Oh, son... Father, human fights. Oh, look, it's Takeshi's original body. Oh, what's this? A cloning? Wait, where is the building that we're at? I just really wasn't invested. Um, I also think that for the concepts and the mystery that this show introduces, throwing bitches at Kovacs isn't really compelling. Um, like... He's got a lot of dick options, I guess. I'm just not. I mean, dude, that's littering. I don't see that whatever temptation it is that he, uh, he was feeling here. So wait, we went through all of that with the tablecloth and the walking, and you just dumped the head anyway? Couldn't 
Couldn't Poe have taken care of that? So, I like the coffee shop across from the cop place, and I like that we, we transition into this. We go from one little plot line to another plot line. Dude bought me a coffee. Guess I'm going to need to let him borrow my clothes later on. Maybe it's a gay coffee bar in the future. I know it's not because this series lacks any imagination whatsoever. Uh, but we finally get to see Mustache Watcher doing stuff. And we're talking about something? I just don't know what... What, what faith they're talking about. That looks like a Satan ring. Or maybe... Maybe, I, I don't know if it had five or six stars. I guess if it's five stars, it's Satan. If it's six, it's Judaism. I didn't know any Jewish folks who wear, like, a ring with a star of David on it, though. So maybe they're just part of some secret future cult. But then, like, Mustache Watcher believes, but then Levine doesn't. Regular cop does not. Whatever. What, he's too tough for gloves? Like, that's not even your body, dude. You're loaning it from a friend of a friend. And you're just like, I got no idea what happened here. I don't need fucking gloves. Can you just be like, so, so... So what's going on in here? Bancroft's here? Guards? There's, uh... Your standard dystopian spotlights around everywhere? That guy's got a motherfucking gas mask on. Like... The fuck, dude? His hands are just out. His hands are just out. This guy is so fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. Yeah. <sighs> it's like someone gave you gloves. So anyway, I do kind of like the scene because, you know, it, it does... Bancroft is walking amongst the descendants of carriers of a weaponized virus. And, um... So, basically, just for PR. Um, like, he could just give, like, UNICEF boxes or whatever. But these people are, like, the worst characters written. Like, these people got nothing going on? Like, oh, God, man, Bancroft shook her hand. Wow, that's so great. These people have human contact, like, all the time. Like, with with each other. And so Bancroft comes here with enough power to make these people live comfortably instead of in a shitty camp. Right? And they're all like, ooh, we want to touch him, but, but why? To what fucking effect? And then he just pulls candy off a thing and just, like, hands it out haphazardly. Yeah. Look at that. Kids just have, have random shit. So, I mean, it, it plays to a scene, but if you don't think about it too... If, if, it plays to the scene if you don't think about it too much. Um, okay, okay. Go ahead and pause this. Um, after a brief interruption, I apologize. Um, so, yeah, like, this, this entire scene kind of hinges on... Is Bancroft weak or not? And by by having an issue with how these refugees basically are portrayed, 
Uh, I'm, I'm kind of distracting from that. But I'm angry that the show itself doesn't care to personalize these, despite the fact that I am the first to admit it's not part of what this scene is doing. A better show could have done all the things I wanted. Now, um, all right, so it's Bancroft's Stronger Week, and Bancroft does this for just publicity and stuff, because again, he can fix all these people's problems. Um, and then he tries to turn Kovacs' issue into an absolutism thing whenever he just paid for like six clones this week. Anyway, so is is Bancroft weak or strong? People keep calling him weak and saying that he shot himself. Bancroft himself is going to um, subject himself to what looks like a fairly painful death and then experience it fully before needle casting out. No consequences. Um... Anyway, there's no reason to do this off the books. This guy is a wanted criminal. He is up to no good. Uh, he abducted a dude. He is connected with the ongoing investigation of the destruction of, like, uh, a mind interrogating place, which I guess is legal. So, Ortega's quest for coffee will never be as endearing as Jeff Foxworthy's quest for coffee. So, all television can quit trying. Jeff Foxworthy never getting coffee in the introduction credits of the first two seasons of the Jeff Foxworthy show. Um, you're not going to beat that. Sometimes people have coffee or they don't have coffee. You can't do a quest for coffee in television anymore because of Jeff Foxworthy. That's why. It's been done. It's been done to the best that modern science can do. So here's Bancroft talking about big dick energy with way too many words. Um, yeah, it's 2018, deal with it. So, he acts like he's all deep and shit, but like we just don't see this. And these people are all broken up because he gave them candy, like he does every month, and then he dies, and then that's it. And these people are so broken up. It's like, dude, he'll be back next month. Nobody, uh, it, I don't know. They're just like, ugh, we stupid primitive people. Praise immortal sky gods. Um, it does not portray these people he's helping as people. It doesn't even have the wherewithal to summon contempt from the narrative. Elliot, don't you have a job? I'm enjoying these Elliot and Poe moments. No, I mean, this isn't an Elliot and Poe moment. This is a, an Elliot and Kovacs moment. But before Elliot goes and does something stupid and hurts his own daughter, the only thing that would make me angry... I mean, I expect that, and we're going to deal with it. The thing that would make me super angry is if Elliot is on some level right. And Poe is like... I downloaded how to be a professional neuro chem solid state therapist and he's basically a doctor now and as stupid as it is to just download being a doctor of brains um, we accept that as the premise because we accept that he is competent so then for Elliot to go in and go 
Nah, human feelings. And to override everything Poe is doing would make me incredibly angry. To say, oh, becoming an expert is both very easy and completely meaningless. Um, and again, it would show the underlying lack of, of real rules or ideology behind the series. This series feels like it is moving slowly towards a religion bad, but technology also bad kind of take on things where the envoys don't like meths or their immortality. And so the technology of the stack, he's, he's having a discussion with, with, um, partner cop slash mom fucker. Um, he's given us a little more in the background, how Bancroft, they actually do explain how Bancroft got the sleeve, which is pretty cool. Cause apparently when someone goes under, you can put a mortgage on the body and then you pay to hold the body so that it's there when they get out, right? Which is what Ortega was doing for her, for Dick. And so Bancroft just bought her out and paid more, and he took the body to put Kovacs into. Anyway, and the guy's going to threaten to kill Kovacs, and it's like, dude, unless you actually secretly are like the German SeaTac guy, like, you have nothing here. You have no threat you're just like a dad being overprotective of a girl, which isn't necessary for the story. And oh my god, let a woman get hurt instead of trying to be like her surrogate father. Um, it's infuriating and it's patronizing and it's, it's completely pointless. And the threat's empty and the scene means nothing. It's supposed to be threatening. It's well acted. Um, I think this show is pretty well acted. Uh... It's just that it's just not deep. I forget what I was rambling about. Oh yeah, the show's inherently, I think, regressive. I think it's going for that, where we like Poe, because um, Poe comes up with a clue. Uh, uh. So, so the deal is that, like, you cannot get rid of the meths without getting rid of the cloning, and the stacks. And so the metal is unique to an alien planet where allegedly we get the trees from, and that's fine. Um, so I doubt we go back there because we I think we have our sets so far that we, we've seen. We may see a couple more. So I think we're going to set this on Earth, and they're going to focus on getting rid of methness on Earth. Like, I'm pretty sure that by the time this is over... Um, the envoys are set back up and Bancroft's mystery is solved and Kovacs has his freedom. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure at least Bancroft and company are fucked at the end of this season. If they turn Bancroft into a good guy, I'll be like super angry. So, um, yeah, so her mom just straight up shoots at a dude. That's illegal. It's illegal to shoot a guy. Like, why would you even? So. Um, and then, here we start the long and tedious road of these two fucking. It's like we're, we're on a road, and then, like, there's a sign that says, these two fucking. And we're on it. And I, you may not know it, but it's going to happen. So, um, so we learn about Fight Drome, which is awesome because it's run by a motherfucking, uh, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. 
We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> just, so, um, yeah, I think her mascara was on in the shower. That seems weird. I don't know if anything works that way. So, her mom should know that he was resleeved and yet wasn't? And yet she still shot him? Like, she knows that he was arrested. She knows that he was put away. So what is even the point here? Matt fucking Brewer. He is amazing. I kind of remember him best as being uh, Berlinghoff Rasmussen in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where he played a guy from the future. But he's just a guy who's in a lot of things. And he is fucking great in this. He is such uh, a perfect weirdo here. Um... And they go, oh, it's a scent sleeve. Oh, so like, mm. it's because um, they kind of touched on it in the first episode, but I don't know. You know, we, we we didn't really get into it otherwise. So apparently, he is kind of in a robot sleeve, which which is another question about the AI rights and the, the what the sleeves are. Because if free sleeving causes madness, um, they put you in a robot body. Then what's what's it mean to you? So, again, it's an interesting little corner of of the universe. I feel like we've treaded a bit already with the, you know, the zero-G fight with the married couple. Is it two, three episodes ago? So, um, you know, like our theme is that human bodies are commodities. You know, we get it. It feels like the one thing we get out of this scene is um, is the twist we get Tox's original body, which is what I would prefer, because um, it's so crazy. Uh, I mean, I think there's a logical reason for him to have the the body, so I appreciate it. Um, it's like, hey, buddy, I haven't seen you in a while. So, uh. I guess this is his last body, though, and not his his training body. I'm not sure what his original body was. I assume his training body, but he goes around together. So, um... <laughs> it's, it's really compelling. Um... And then, you know, it, it's, it's the perfect level where... Carnage is trying to sell him on um, on all of these things for for talk. He's selling him his own body, basically, as, as a spectacle. Um, although I don't get why he's shitting on Dick's body here. I mean, Dick's body is freaking amazing. So I don't know what their fucking problem is. But, um... Yeah. I like the use of, of VHS and VHS tapes. Um... It is great. So, he pulls it up quickly, like, for everything that's sort of VHS. And this this isn't fight footage. This is, um, this is crowd footage. So, like, he's got to have a few dozen more of these on VHS. So, the storage medium is completely insane. So, here, here we kind of get the tip off that... Um, Bancroft beats the crap out of his son. So, maybe... 
we learn here in a bit that Bancroft's son went to watch a human fight. And... <laughs> I like how he kicks him out. Uh, Bancroft's son goes to see a human fight the night Bancroft died. Bancroft shows up out of nowhere, kicks his son's ass, and then um, says, you're not me, you're not me. So, because Kovacs can read lips. And... Excuse me. Um... And so that puts them on the trail of the sun. Okay. So now the sun was 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 3D printing clones, which, whatever. And, like, I like the fifth element as much as the next person. Um, the interesting idea of, of, like, building a clone and then, zap, putting life into it makes sense. Which they gotta do because we see a guy who has been killed twice I assume uh, sorry I like they put something in the background of the son's house so that we understand yeah it's high up and he's a meth but there's stuff higher than that um, so right so right so you then you like create the clones biology and then you zap it and bring it to life before it starts to rot it's interesting yeah, do not make Kovacs a noun, a verb. Damn, don't make Kovacs a verb. It's stupid. So, my notes here say, Miriam duplicates herself and the daughter skin rides the mom, so why can't the son skin ride the father? Which is great. Um, but it's like he skin rode himself to beat himself up, or he skin rode the dad, and the dad showed up and punched him because he learned about him. So wait, the kid rode into the dad, maybe did the Japan trade deal. The dad, after, what, killing a, uh, traumatizing a, a hooker, shows back up and is like, what? I was going to be late to the Japan meeting, but I'm already there. Oh, no. Then, question mark, it's his son, and then finds his son after the Japan meeting at a fight and beats him up there and then goes home and shoots himself or the son can't replace the dad by the way the son could never replace the dad for the very um, no shit simple reason that if you needle cast from your stack a completely self-contained piece of technology then um then you cannot spoof it. If you have stack number 110067A and your son has 11068A, then whenever you whenever the satellites needle cast your stack, um it would it would be synced in your network to 87A. It would be synced to your your stack. You couldn't have 88A upload to 87's satellite like they're either the stacks can do those independently in which case they can't be spoofed um you have to hack your own stack to change the id or there's like a little device that tells the stack to needle cast um and then the source would still verify the signal um 
in which case again you're still hacking your own stack to change the number or the satellite just knows which one to lock onto and pull up in which case you hack the satellite and you tell it to pull the wrong stack into the right stack and then you can just instantly take it and there's no need for any of this subterfuge so we're building a spare Bancroft and the Sun was researching the Japan deal and then Bancroft didn't deal with it so the Japanese couldn't close the deal with Bancroft and then Bancroft does it in 48 hours and then and then Bancroft just doesn't go to the meeting or was it a surprise meeting did Bancroft get like hand did his son chain him to a radiator and then just shoot him before the needle cast if his stack was destroyed he was just restored from backup so like you can just restore people from backup with a brand new stack So right, um, I have I have questions like scheduling questions and electronics questions. Like why go and pretend to be his dad, and then just stage an elaborate suicide to cover the fact that um, he subbed for daddy. Why not make his own deals? Why not make himself an older sleeve, right? Since because he has a young sleeve, he's not allowed, he's not taken seriously. Um, which in a society where people are re-sleeved, you'd think that maybe that would be a changing norm. But if he needs an older sleeve to exist in, why not make an older sleeve of himself? Oh, and then Kovacs starts bleeding because we got to fuck. I, I like how logical it was that she could silence all the alarms because she's a cop. It's like, bing, bang, boom, done. I feel like... Like, we're in Psych. Like, if if Psych was just obsessed um, with killing things and fucking. So... It's sad. I, I just... It's like, yeah, sex and violence. Is this another sex and violence show? I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed um, that we're doing this. The slow pans and the drinking of the alcohol and the guy's so tough. <sighs> I feel like I should sing Unchained Melody here. Just because it's inevitable. They might as well get out the clay and the, the, the spinning wheel. The clay wheel? The throwing wheel? Ugh. I just, I'm sorry, they're going to fuck and then she is going to almost die in the next scene. And it's, it's so infuriating. Um, it's incredibly infuriating. So, oh my God, he tattooed her boyfriend. I forgot about that. With the envoy symbol. Fucking amazing home slice. Well done. So I like that they discuss these scars and... Uh, talk about how Dick is a hero and just all this stuff. Uh, I wish you just thrown the pen at him and been like, heal your own self. Wait, no, wait, I'm sorry. We're we're in a well-stocked hotel. 
Why don't we have them heal you before we fucking go out and investigate murders? Ugh. Oh yeah, she doesn't die in the next scene. I forgot about that. So, right hand of God Martyr. Maybe, maybe that's who we're talking about when it comes to um, the uh, what you call mustache watcher. Maybe that's their religion. I don't know. I assume it's the same religion from before, where people are, you know, they just hate people with sacks. Oh, oh excuse me. I um. We got left here. Wow, 20 goddamn minutes. Yeah. So, um, because, like, you have the religious fanatics, which seems to fit Mustache Watcher's idiom. But on the other hand, he seems to be working for, like, the same rich people that the Russians working for, right? So, are they simply using assassins and religious fanatics to cover for a series of murders? Like... It's murder. That's what the law is for. Like, that's what money is for when... Like, who cares about Mary Lou fucking Hinchy? She's nobody, and she died. And you can just go to murder and get off. Or, hey, here's a fucking idea. Have one of your clones stand trial, and then double-sleeve yourself, and then just, um... You know, just walk around like a. Fr I was like, no, I'm Uncle Jim from out of town. I'm, I'm from Tampa. Oh yeah, no. I mean, no, I'm totally part of this rich family, but uh, Tampa, Tampa. So, like, it means nothing. Like, why would you even like? There are cheaper, more legal, easier ways to to beat a murder rap when you're an evil meth in this shitty dystopia. You don't need to, like, get religious fanatics with stupid specialty weapons and Russian assassins and fucking have shootouts in hotels and get involved with the cops. You, you don't... If... Is the alternative to facing the consequences of what you've done, right? If you have to face the consequences of what you've done... Do another thing, or do the plot of Altered Carbon. Ask yourself, is it a smarter idea than taking a terrorist and putting him into the body of a cop? And again, Bancroft is the driving force behind this. And this stupid envoy inside Dick is just a series of personal bullshit that he's doing for funsies. So whatever this deep plot is, it's stupid at its core. It's stupid. And it's really hard to get on board with anything that happens because um, none of it makes any sense. It feels like the, they're, they're super interested in the universe and their rules, but then at the same time... Uh, they seem to give no fucks about the actual story around which it is based. Um, it, it feels like a really run-of-the-mill sex and violence, pointless technology, showtime series with stuff. And if you 
Vicky rules and loose religious themes slapped on the top of it. I I know I need to focus better on on like being in the episode and saying nice things about the episode, but <laughs> seriously, I can't just shit on this episode for 50 minutes at a time. I can really watch this episode for 50 minutes, this show for 50 minutes at a time. Why is he here? Why is Beardo friend here? What her is her dad already dead? Is he already her partner? Because my impression is that Dick is her partner and she's Dick and Dick and they're partners. I like that they're 100% all natural for um like regular regular fucking but in this scene they're all like NBC fucking standards and practices decked out and they're all just sort of sweaty that's how you know they had sex and just like fucks her and he puts on his short shorts those briefs so so she's like she's like okay look if this is all misunderstood because we're in another flashback where the police are, are taking dick in for killing a SeaTac guy um and he's like a cop on the edge so there's like a standoff with guns um, and she's like, look, if it's a misunderstanding, it's fine. And so he's like, if, if it's a misunderstanding, this is obviously a frame up. And so like, he's completely broken by this. And it's like, well, fucking maybe it's a conspiracy. And if you go into jail, you'll die. Oh yeah. That was a bad thing to say. So now she's upset for reasons. And the old guy who, again, I'm pretty sure is not her partner at this point. Um, maybe a friend of her dad, maybe just mom's boyfriend. Uh, he's there for no reason, but we recognize him. It makes it more emotional. He tries to comfort her. She says, no. So there's a conspiracy here, which I've, which has been a a recurring element of this story, which is that, um, people have been dying and then it turns out that they have been religiously coded so they can't be spun back up and brought back to life. To testify. So, CTAC coding is apparently it's some sort of government issue. Not CTAC coding, shit, fuck. The religious coding that prevents you from being woken back up is apparently handled at some higher level of government. So, the suspicion is that people are being murdered and also illegally converted, which Again, if you're going to throw Mary Lou Hinchy out of a out of an air car and then she hits the water and she's found by a family in a fishing boat. Um at what point is she religiously coded to not be spun back up before the murder? So it's premeditated. So why would wealthy people have to premeditatedly kill poor people? It's not for their money. You're not taking their organs, even though they they did dissect that exotic dancer, you know, last episode for no reason. Um, so they know things, so they know things. They learn something, and then the meths are like, "That's fine." While we get together, your religious encoding behind the you know in the back door, um, we're just gonna keep you here. 
So then I don't know if that encoding requires you to take someone into a hospital or if you just boop, boop, do their user settings in the cloud or whatever. Um, and so then like you, you change their cloud settings and you murder them or you take them to the hospital and convert them and then you murder them. Um, here we, we get the same actor. Way to use this actor and he's very versatile. Um, it's great. Uh, I Again, this body was dead before and then uh, he was used for Ortega's grandma and then Ortega's grandma was taken out and maybe he was just kept in stasis and here in the police station and then Ortega like a regular beat cop can just slip a stack in and out of a motherfucker like nothing so did she keep him in her tray in the, the police fridge and they're like God, Ortega's tray it's full of racist again fucking I just gotta keep my yogurt cold Ortega's got whole bodies in here she's just keeping on ice um, but, but th this is irrelevant. Um, none of, like, he's just going to monologue a little bit for a villain. And he's like, oh, we could, ooh, rich people run the world. I'm doing this for rich people. So no shit, motherfucker. You're a mercenary. You're a hired killer. That is, it's integral in the concept of what you do, um, is, is people paying you money to do it. And it's not poor people, it's rich people. So, we get nothing. We get nothing. None of it matters. Um, it's just, ooh, wealthy people paid me to do this. Like, well, no shit, dude. It's like, ooh, it's related to the themes of the series. Like, well, fucking thank God something is. Uh, excuse me. So, and then I don't get why he's... I mean, he knows he's going to be rescued, so he can be a bitch. So, and then she bitches out. Like, she threatens to kill him because he's not cooperating. Because they're found out. Like, the regular police are like, wait, where'd that body in Ortega's drawer go? Ah, fuck, she probably put someone into him. You can interrogate them in the morgue. Just kill him. Kill him. No, she's not going to kill him. Because she's not edgy enough. All this time we thought she was too edgy. But it turns out she was only one edgy. Ah. For murder. I guess she would have she gotten accused of murder. But she should have done it. So. And again, we have this meaningful... Beard to Kovacs conversation, which has no weight to it. No one cares. Yeah, you got him. Yeah, you got Demi the twin. Like, that's great. Good. Win. Good job. I mean, his envoy senses fail whenever it's cinematically appropriate, which is fine. Like, and that's just like a product. That's like a threat to kill him. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, I know you're like bad cops in the dystopian future, but, I mean, you're trying. Can I get into the elevator? It's Mustache Watcher. I like that he's in a police station. I'm sorry, this is a sarcastic light. 
He is in a police station. And uh, he does not tell any cops. This guy's a stupid... Like, when you want a scene where... You want a blood-soaked elevator, and your dedication to realism is such that uh, you realize most fights aren't that bloody, so you make it like a stupid secret weapon to um, like a stupid sci-fi, not even a sci-fi weapon, it's just like a medieval bullshit star muncher thing. So, uh, anyway, um... These guys are fighting, and he just doesn't shoot Demi, which is, is bullshit. So, shoot Demi! Shoot Demi, dude! Shoot Demi! He's, he's too focused on protecting the lady. So, tell the guy at the desk that... Fucking... Cops. Just, you fucking... People. Like, they're just... Like, all of this is insane. So... And then he wants to shoot her in the stack? Like, why does he want to kill Ortega? Ortega is completely irrelevant in all of this. Like, they're just... So these two know each other? So they're both hired killers? Are they co-workers? Are they old friends? I would love to see Mustache Watcher, racist Russian, fucking um, do a team-up as, like, co-assassins. This is... Like, every time someone jumps in front of a bullet... It is the most contrived bullshit, right? Um, but to jump in front of a bullet just so your stack gets shattered and you real death, like die forever, it's bullshit. I do, I do want to comment on the police clothes having like a tiny bulletproof patch over their stacks. Um, I thought his tag was up or some shit. Um, so what, are they in the basement right now? Did they just turn a corner before Kovacs did? And then, whatever. Um, so the fact that he would jump in front of Ortega as she's about to die. Um, and as it just so happens, a tiny little sliver of the half dollar size thing in the back of his neck. Um, get an ambulance. Other words, you're looking for Kovacs. Get an ambulance. Get an ambulance. Get an a- You turn around to a guy and you're like, get an ambulance. And... Yeah, the one thing you want to do is be left lurking over the bodies. So the odds that the bullet would intersect like that and when he's jumping into the way is such bullshit movie garbage. And then he has to pick her up. He has to pick her up because he, man, she, woman, dying, need help. It's like, no, no Kovacs. A dick will not help her now. <sighs> Fucking. 